Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In the Ring. I'm your host, Acacia Clement. So happy to have you joining me today. Happy Derby Week. Hopefully, you're able to take a little time out of the craziness um, to listen to this and get some interesting insight and some stories behind the scenes. It's a rather quick podcast this week. I know everybody's very busy, myself included. Um, I'm watching the Kentucky Derby from New York, but we are covering a lot of Churchill racing as well. So really excited to be part of all of that on America's Day at the races, but going to be touching on particularly um, the favorites in Oaks and Derby. So hopefully you'll uh, you'll enjoy this as much as I did and uh, some of the great stories and things that you may not know about the horses that you'll be running, see running on Friday and Saturday. So enjoy this week's episode. Of course, we'll have a lot of Derby and Oaks recap and some of the undercard stakes as well on next week's episode. So make sure to tune in. But for now, hope that you enjoy my very special guest, Brett Jones from Airdrie's Well, you might have heard leading into the Kentucky Derby some buzz about the stallion upstart, and he's well represented in both the Oaks and Derby. So he said, what better way to set the scene before we get into the first Friday, first Saturday in May, than being joined by Brett Jones of Airdrie Stud. And Brett, I know you are a repeat guest on the podcast here. So happy to have you back. And I'm sure you're very excited for the races coming up this weekend at Churchill Downs. I, I think upstart is the only chance I had to be a repeat guest. <laughs> there's, there's no way I earned a second, second shot, but uh, thankfully he's, he's doing some newsworthy things right now and, and uh, happy to be here. I really appreciate you having me on occasion. Yeah, so happy to have you here. Um, upstart represented, as I mentioned, in both Oaks and Derby, but not just represented, but well represented. Zandon, a son of upstart, is actually the morning line favorite for Chad Brown was bred by Brereton C. Jones by Upstart. Tell me a little bit about where this horse came from um, and just how fun it's been to follow him in his career. Well, I'll take I'll take the second part uh, <laughs> first and, and tell you that it's been as much fun as as we've ever had following this horse. Um, he was he was a beautiful uh, foal. He was a beautiful yearling. Um, at the time that we took him to, to public auction, uh, he did not have, um, he had what, what you call two blank dams mm-hmm. on the catalog page. And so he was a little further back. He was in book four, uh, but we did that only because the female family didn't have that recency, but he was just a beautiful colt, uh, so much so that Mike Ryan bought him as a yearling. Uh, and everybody I think knows um, that, that how exceptional at his job Mike is and, and mm-hmm. buys such a nice horse. And so he caught Mike's eye and, um, and, uh, really that, uh, Ben Henley, our general manager deserves a ton of credit because, uh, I know Ben had, had been talking to Mike and, and Mike really relies, you know, so much so on, on who he buys horses from and, and Ben just couldn't have endorsed the horse more strongly. And, uh, that combination, I think, um, uh, made, made for a good sell. So he, he sold well, uh, he sold to, uh, Jeff Drown, Mike's client and who's a great guy and a guy we've gotten to know a little bit on this trip. It's, it's so one of the great things about horses, uh, you know, when they start making a run like this, you start, you start meeting people that you didn't know before and you're all uh, collectively cheering for the same thing. And so it's been fun to share this with Jeff and his family and, uh, and, uh, and the horses has just taken every, you know, knock on wood, every, every mm-hmm. step has been a step forward. Uh, and that's not the case with with so many of them, as you know. But he's really had 
good luck. And uh, I don't know how he could be managed better than, uh, than the job that Chad has done with him. He's been so fun to follow. And as you mentioned, the pedigree in the bottom side, immediately kind of looking at it, there there wasn't much to really sink your teeth into, but your family's had the mares through generations. Will, will you tell me a little bit about the decision to breed that particular mare, Memories Prevail, to Upstart, and what that kind of thought process was going into that mating? Sure. Well, and, and I'll tell you also, Acacia, that it was a, it was a bit of a sneaky pedigree, what you, mm-hmm. what you call a sneaky pedigree, and that we really had we to to my father and, and he deserves all the credit but he 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 really had great uh belief in that pedigree because mm-hmm. he he had bought a mare named witness post um years before that who was not an expensive mare but she was a mare that he had been told by bill graves it was a very talented mare and so while she didn't have the big pedigree uh he really trusted bill graves's word and and wanted to give her a shot and so she had talent. Then she had a daughter named Incarnate Memories that we raced, an Indian Charlie filly that we loved. And, and to the point where Larry Jones, our trainer, who's been such a, a, you know, just we've had this incredible run with Larry over the years. Larry said she was every bit as talented as the three fillies that, that won the Kentucky Oaks for us. And, wow. and when Larry says that, uh, that's, that's something that, that obviously gets your attention and, and gets you all pumped up. But unfortunately she, she got hurt and, uh, didn't get to show that promise on the, on the racetrack. But so witness post and her dam had had that sort, sort of the same story Incarnate memories had had the same story. Uh, and then she had, uh, memories prevail. So Incarnate memories had not yet had a chance to throw a black type horse, but we really believed there was potential there. And, and dad believed there was great potential with memories prevail because of the talent that her, her dam and grand dam have. Um, and then as far as upstart, it was just a matter of really thinking that the two fit well, physically, she's a big, pretty mayor. He's a big, beautiful stallion, but, um, also that the, the storm cat blood we thought with, with upstart and the flatter and AP Indy, uh, we thought that would complement each other. Well, so those are, those are all great ideas on paper. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> but we all know that the great ideas on paper don't, don't make for fast horses. And, uh, we've just been very, very lucky as the, as the long and short of it, that, that this cult has turned out to be as incredible as he has. Horse racing certainly knows how to humble you. That's for sure. Um, upstart, uh, I, I always loved him when he was on the racetrack because as you mentioned, such a beautiful physical to him and, and campaigned by the late Rick Violet Jr. And I'm sure he's looking down and, and so excited to see the success that his trainee is having um, a New York bred. And it really feels like what we've seen from him, of course, having the favorite in the Kentucky Derby, a huge deal. But he's had a lot of successful runners from two-year-olds last summer at Saratoga. Tell me a little bit about his growth, his success, and what you've seen from him so far. Well, he's he's been kind of a revelation for us that, um, you know, to have Zandon and then to have Kathleen O. I actually just got on the phone, the uh, Kearney family that owns Kathleen O., uh, just left the farm. They wanted to come see Upstart, and they've just had this incredible, uh, this incredible ride with with that filly, who's undefeated, and and going into the Kentucky Oaks is is one of the favorites, and a and a dessert, and very much deserving to be one of the favorites. So when you think of uh, from a crop of just sixty seven foals, I believe that's the number. He has one of the favorites, if not the favorite, for the Kentucky Derby, and one of the favorites for the for the Kentucky Oaks. Um, so in, but like you said, he's been tipping his hand for a long time that this was possible. 
uh, because he has started off with reinvestment risk and mm-hmm. showing that he can throw that quality. Um, but it's really come to a head now. And, and um, we had that very public sale of the share uh, last week. And that, that I think was, um, you know, great sort of um, validation for what a good job, what a good job the horse is doing and hopefully we'll continue to do. Yeah, you mentioned the sale of the breeding share, which was something I wanted to ask about too. Um, huge success, huge response for what we've seen with Upstart. And I know it can be so challenging sometimes for new stallions, even if they're good on the racetrack, to kind of make their mark, to stamp their runners, to have the opportunity to breed to good mares. And it seems like he's really proved himself with everything that he's done so far. You mentioned the validation. Did you ever expect to see the response that you did in, in selling a breeding share at auction at Keeneland? Well, we, we did just because mm-hmm. the market has, has gotten very hot on the horse. Um, you know, the, the, the local breeders, uh, there are just so many savvy people that really pay attention. And they've looked and seen that not only does he have these two very public horses and, and running in the big weekend, but uh, he's got a lot of other horses that are showing, showing that quality. It was Todd Pletcher, Philly, that was... TD and rising star, as I said, reinvestment risk. He'll be one of the favorites for the grade one, um, on Saturday, uh, as well also out of Chad's barn. So there's, there's, there's more than just, you know, one or two horses. And, and we all know you can have bad luck when you just have one or one or two high profile horses, but he, he's got, he's got that depth. He's got, uh, you know, I keep using the word quality, but I think it's the right word. He's, he's throwing a qual that quality and and as you were saying, you remember him on the racetrack, and that's because he was memorable. He was such mm-hmm. he was one of those horses that just stood out uh, when he when he galloped around there and had so much presence and that big stride. And and I know Rick would would be very proud to watch Sandon mm-hmm. go around there because he's very much that same way, maybe a little differently made than yeah. than Upstart himself, but but still so much that that presence that's something that just really stands out when they when they come around the corner and your your eyes are immediately drawn to him. And uh, it's been so much fun. I've, I've been a total tourist this, this weekend and gone to <laughs> Churchill every morning and try to never miss that horse going around in a circle because he's, he's just a lot of damn fun to watch. Yeah, he's so beautiful, too. Like you said, in a different way. I think uh, maybe Upstart was a little bit more of a bulkier, solid type of physical and and Zandon a little bit more of a, of a linear, kind of leaner type. But he has that lovely stride, that beautiful movement. And I feel like mm-hmm. Kathleen O very much has that, too. As you mentioned, she's one of the favorites for the Oaks and Undefeated. I mean, tell me a little bit about what you know about her and, and just your impressions of her on the racetrack. Well, she, she's a, a filly that has actually been on our radar for a while because mm-hmm. uh, now Brennan was was speaking to us a, a couple months. It was, it was at least probably six or eight weeks before that uh, OBS sale that, that she sold through as a two-year-old. And he and we were talking about something else. He said, boy, I've got an upstart filly that I just I love. I love this upstart filly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she goes through and, and sells for, I, I think it was 275000 mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, but... Um, but but then Suge McGahee signed the, the ticket, which, you know, if you pay attention to the sales, you, you very rarely see Suge sign a ticket. I, I couldn't remember seeing, seeing that, or at least in the last several years. And uh, so we thought that was a very, very good sign because, uh, you know, Suge would have to be so selective and, um, you know, would, would to put his name on one seemed like, a, seemed like kind of a, a real novelty and a big, a big deal, something worth uh, paying attention to and um, all he's done is gone out and won every single race with her. 
So, and, and the, the owners couldn't be nicer. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just a really feel good story. And, um, it's, it's just, uh, it's just what the, the type of story you love coming into a big weekend like this with. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to see but you're her. right. And that, yeah. and that's right. Yeah. And that's right. Sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to that's interrupt okay. you, but yes, she, she's got, she's got that reach in front. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just like, just like Zandon does and just really look good galloping this morning. I thought. I can't wait to see her in the Oaks. I became a huge fan of her seeing her down at Gulfstream this winter yes. and, and getting a chance to see her up close and see her train. And she really is lovely the way that she's put together. Um, so really exciting for Upstart. But the Kentucky Derby is exciting for another one of your stallions in Summerfront too. Summer is tomorrow who we haven't seen race here in the U.S. because he's been in Dubai, was second in the UAE Derby, and he's coming here for um, for those connections to run in the Kentucky Derby. But another Brereton Jones bred by Summerfront. Tell me a little bit about that horse and how exciting it is to see him represented with a Derby starter. Well, it's hu- hugely exciting to, to have a Derby starter. We've, we're in our 50th year of, of the farm, so we've been very lucky to be able to to, to be in the business and, and breed horses and, and breed quite a few horses. And, and over those 50 years, you know, we've had very few Derby starters. We've had, uh, you know, we had a horse run second, a horse run fourth, a horse run fifth. Um, but we've through really only a handful of stars that just shows you how incredibly difficult it is and how many things have to go right. And, and the good luck that, that has to accompany it. So um, to have two is, is, is crazy, frankly, and not something you even really think about. Um, but he is, um, you know, he's, he, he ran a good race in Dubai. He shocked mm-hmm. us. I think he shocked everybody that was watching the, the races that day. Cause he was a big price. And, and at the eighth pole, I thought he was going to, going to win the race. So he took a major, major step forward. And, and it's certainly a, a very strong sign that off that second place effort, they, they think enough of him to, to try the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but I think anyone, you know, being a realist knows that it, it's right. a, it's a huge long shot. I'd say he'll be higher than even his morning line, but, uh, but I also know that a lot of stranger things have happened, uh, on, on the first Saturday in May or the, or, a, or a Wednesday at, uh, you know, at, at any track in America. So it's, um, long shots do win these races. And I, uh, I sure hope, uh, I sure hope he fires well above his odds. Well, amen to that. We always say they don't run the races on paper, right? Um, exactly but- right. But to have your stallions, and, and especially, I'm sure, upstart with favorites in both the Oaks and the Derby, what would a win in either one of those races mean for A, for your stallion, for upstart and, and his potential success? And then B, as you mentioned, 50 years, the longevity in the sport that Airdrie has had. These are the classics that everyone at every stage of the game points to. How meaningful would that be? It, it would be incredibly meaningful and it would be so meaningful for for one well i, I say one singular reason but my father the, mm-hmm. the time that he's he's put in the the love the passion that he's always had for horse racing he came from west virginia uh with the with the singular goal of getting in the industry which is a, a crazy thing for a, a kid from point pleasant west virginia to <laughs> to want to do but he just has loved the sport so completely uh breeding horses you know watching raising those horses being there uh, you know, I think dad's favorite part of, of the business was, was the first time he'd, he'd go in the barn every morning, the foaling barn and, and see what new foal had just arrived because he's such an optimist and, and such a, uh, a positive person that he just couldn't wait to see what's, what's next. Who, who's, who's my next one I can, mm-hmm. I can really believe in. And so, um, you know, he, we haven't 
uh, bred a Derby winner. We've been lucky in some other races, but mm-hmm. I, I won it. So yeah, I, I frankly, I wanted more, more than I, than I even thought I would, uh, <laughs> but before we were presented the possibility, cause I want it so badly for him because mm-hmm. not that, not that he needs anything for his legacy. I think he's given so much to the, to the sport and, you know, he's given his life to the sport and to the people in the sport, but it would just be really wonderful if, um, if, if one of those two could cross the line first and, uh, and, and we could add that to his list of accomplishments. Well, some big chances, that's for sure. And certainly we'll be cheering for you and, and the whole team. Um, but quickly, before I let you go, I remember last time we spoke, we talked about some of the new stallions at Airdrie and exciting for freshman stallion McCracken, who had a two-year-old win impressively at Keeneland back in the spring. Um, tell me a little bit about him and some of the other new stallions we could potentially be seeing this year. Yeah, it's, it's a big year for us with our with our two year old stallions. Mm-hmm. We have McCracken, who's as you said, got off to that great start. It's harder to get off to a better start than an open length win at, in a Keeneland April race race, and then Collected, who is a, a stallion we have great hopes for. Uh, his first crop are all, also two year olds. He hasn't had his first starter yet, uh, but have, have sold well and uh, are training well from from what we're hearing. So that's that's big for us, and I think here and. Uh, about three minutes ago, the, the first Gervin ran at, at Churchill. That's a horse that we partnered with, uh, Ocala Stud, and um, and uh, and and uh, so we'll see. I don't I don't know how that Philly did. I should be watching before I start bringing attention to it. But uh, so that's three 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 horses that we that we have you know a, a lot of faith in, a lot of confidence in, and, and a large investment in. So um, that's exciting. And and again, like I said with Dad it's always what's next. And, and we're very lucky to have a young stallion roster and, and a lot to get excited about the complexity foals are just hitting the ground mm-hmm. this year. Um, we've got Bo Liam, who's got a full book, uh, freshman stallion this year. So you just try to give yourself an opportunity and, and try to put yourself in a position to get lucky. And we've been fort- fortunate to bring in stallions each of the last several years. And, uh, you just never know who's going to hit and, uh, uh, how it's going to play out, but just try to, Try to do your best to position yourself for, for luck to hit you between the eyes every once in a while. Well, looking forward to seeing those new stallions on the racetrack, particularly looking forward to seeing Upstart's progeny in the spotlight this weekend at Churchill Downs. Um, Brett, I hope that uh, somebody will be filming you and your family uh, in the running of the Kentucky Derby should Zandon find the winner's circle. Uh, it'll, it'll be a very embarrassing video, I promise you, <laughs> if, 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 if we do get lucky this weekend. But uh, th- thank you so much, Keisha. I love, love coming on and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Brett, and best of luck. Thank you, ma'am. Bye-bye. That's it for another episode of In the Ring. Like I said, just a quick episode today um, so you can return to diving into those past performances, uh, whether it's Friday, you're finishing up Saturday, whatever it may be. Hope you find some long shots in there, but um, now you have a little bit more insight, a little bit more of a rooting interest potentially in Zandon and Kathleen O, um, represented by the very talented stallion Upstart. So big thank you to Brett for taking the time in such a busy week. Best of luck to all of you watching the Derby and Oaks this weekend. Um, Looking forward to recapping those races and hopefully getting a chance to catch up with some of the connections on next week's show. Make sure to head on over to In The Money Media. There's tons of great content on everything Kentucky Derby over there from all my colleagues as well. Um, Information on all of the contenders, lots of different storylines, handicapping, um, all kinds of information for you there. So make sure to sign up for the newsletter and check out all of that content. For now, 
I will see you next time on In The Ring. Thanks again for joining. And as always, please feel free to share this episode. Let me know if you have any ideas for topics.